Thanks for listening to this Word in Your Ear podcast. If you'd like to get early access to all our productions ad-free, priority booking for our live events, and to take part in our weekly quiz, go to patreon.com slash wordinyourear for more details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to a podcast from The Word. Well, welcome to another Word Down Your Way, where we talk to people who are about to be uh, appearing in the near future, somewhere very near you. And you'll be delighted to hear that, uh, that our, our guest today is is old friend of the pod, Danny Baker. Again. Hello, Danny, once Returning again. Returning like a bad smell, gentlemen, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> Let's Delightful talk, to see you. Let's talk about live. Where does your live history begin as a, as a as an audience member? Can you remember the first live show you went to? Yeah, it was um, uh, the last one I got. The first one I got a memory of. It's both uh, uh, in the book, and we did film it for the uh, Cradle of Grey series, but we never used it. it was when I saw um, uh, we went as a family on the Norfolk Broads, and we always saw whatever show uh, was at the ABC in Yarmouth. <laughs> uh, the very first one we saw, I think 66, was um, Anita Harris uh, and Jimmy Tarbuck and Ted Rogers was in it and various dancers. And we always had front row seats, no matter what. No matter, we always had, my man always insisted we go first class, always, whether he had a first class ticket or not on the trains. <laughs> we always said first class. And if he went to the theatre, or the very theatre, if we went to see a show, uh, he was front row, had to get front row always. Can uh, you remember so, any of the lines, Jimmy? Yeah, Tarbuck? I do. Uh, and uh, again, uh, apologies to anyone who's followed uh, the shows and the books because they'll know that they'll, uh, they'll recite along with me here. Famously, we sat, we sat in the front row and my dad, uh, uh, he was, anyway, he was very forthright, as I think you know. And Jimmy Tarbuck did an ad lib that he must have done many, many times. Because uh, my dad was uh, bald by the time he was 19. He said, going to prison at 19, did it? I'm not sure that's sure. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, he, he was in the front row and Jimmy Tarbuck said, excuse me, sir, um, would you mind moving seats? The light's shining off your head right into my eyes, right? And he got a big laugh. And my moment, and this is absolutely true, my arm went, you can fucking go off someone, you know, Tarbuck. What? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. It's, did he have a response to that? <laughs> But later on, uh, when Anita Harris, my said that as loud and as clear as I just did, uh, and that woman Anita Harris was on because we was in the front row, 
he had a hit at the time called the anniversary waltz and she um sat on the uh the edge of the stage and said i want to find a young man to sing this to and she pointed to me and said what's your name and i said danny and she went well dennis this is going to be i got the chance to tell anita harris that many many years later uh and she uh i got her to sign one of her because i love her song we're going on a tutney bus ride i think it's one of the greatest happiest singles ever made and i got her to sign it and she put a uh, uh, Dan, uh, to Dennis, uh, she put it on. Uh, and I also oh, told Jimmy sweet. Tarbuck. Uh, yeah. I, it's a tr- a tr- I did a few things with Jimmy Tarbuck. There's one online at the moment just popped up. Me and Tarbuck and the Millwall team doing New York, New York in top hat and towels and shorts <laughs> and socks. Right? So, uh, and I have no memory of that. I genuinely, uh, when somebody, somebody sent it to me and said, have you seen this on YouTube? And there we are, start spreading the news. The Formula All team, Teddy Sheridan and everyone, Terry Erlock, and me, and we've got top hat tails, but football shorts and socks on, and Jimmy Tarbuck's introducing us. I have absolutely no recollection of that at all. Did it start to, <laughs> did it start to become clear when you watched it? Because no. Mark and I get this occasionally. You get somebody saying, I was watching you interviewing so-and-so, and you go, I never met her. Never met her. And then suddenly and then there you, you are. Okay. And yeah. there you are, and slowly it comes back Not to you. To, and yet, gentlemen, you'd think, I mean, with all respect, interviewing someone, yeah, we've interviewed a lot of people. The Formula One football team in Top Hat Tales, Shorts and Socks with Jimmy Tarbuck singing New York, New York. Would stick in your mind. Who'd think that would be <laughs> memorable? That, but, no. yeah. but I did tell Tarbuck that. I said, my dad, and I said, he said, you know, you can effing go off someone, you know, Tarbuck. And he went... Was that your dad? I said, you don't remember it. He went, you don't forget something like that. That's really? amazing. Yeah. He said, that's that, amazing. He said, yeah, you don't forget that. He said, that's your dad. I said, yeah, because he immediately went. Anyway, the folks he went over this side of the stage and got away. That yeah, so that that was your first. That was your memory. first show. What was your first music show that you went to? Can you? Remember? I went to see um, independently. Um, uh, 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 on my own, with me and Tommy Hodges, we went to see Johnny Winter at the Albert Hall right. in 1970. Wow. Um, yeah, uh, and I did, I, my head spun around. I did see um, Peter Green's Fleetwood Mac, um, but my sister and her boyfriend took me, and I think it was in at the Oval, uh, but I, uh, uh, I'd have only been about 10 or 11. Now, you think, again, like the Millwall thing, that would stand out, but I, I'm not entirely sure we did i think I, anyway you probably uh, at the age of 10 you probably couldn't see anything you probably stayed exactly and i don't think it was obscured by great coats you know but he bought me the pious bird of good omen album you see and that's what started me on yeah right. life's work uh but uh my sister said do you remember we took you to see it and again i'd remember I, I, I think we can agree i've got a pretty good memory yeah and i don't yeah. think things are sliding away but it's just it's that sort of thing i cannot confirm but i know me and tom went to see johnny winter and so johnny got... winter and so is that with rick derringer yes is that... rick derringer yeah <laughs> absolutely uh, uh so, so your, your oh. first kind of live rock and roll show is the least likely looking rock and roll star <laughs> ever and Isn't it? It, it was like a Johnny Winter, Winter, Winter was into the horse and selling out to rock and roll and playing Johnny Be Good and Great Balls of Fire. And I loved it. So disappointed in the subsequent live album that came out a year later. Uh, but technically, the first group I saw was the support band, who was Keith Hartley. Oh, Keith really? Hartley, not even on the same label, was the Keith Hartley's half breed. 
half-breed. They're very, very good, the, the album. They were, Miller Anderson was the singer. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. That's, of course it was. <laughs> I, uh, saw Keith, I saw Keith Harley around that same time. It, it was the, what was it? The Battle of Northwest Five was one of his albums uh, yeah, as well. Keith Harley famously, one of his, one of his albums, it may even be half-breed, the opening track is a recorded phone message of John Mayle firing him. Yes, that's right. Yes. That's, that's right. right. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. What a glorious start. It'll be illegal action now. <laughs> you can't do that anymore. Machines, and he does it on that. And, of course, the other thing that's about right. Hartley while we're here and live performance, the, the Keith Hartley band um, arrived to, to do an American tour and they were taken straight to Woodstock where they played. But when they brought a contract around saying we're filming it, their manager said, no, 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 you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. And, and he refused to let them be in the film. Uh, obviously having no idea. They got there and they were virtually rushed on stage and their manager said, no, no, no we're not doing my it. Boys. Well, they're, they're they... stop, but they're not, there's no footage of them. It was Creedence Clearwater Revival did the same thing, didn't they? They yeah, were very good there is film of them and the Grateful Dead and the band all yeah. played Woodstock, but uh, weren't uh, didn't allow the footage. To if be you're not in the film, you didn't play no. it. As far as it. the incredible string band was so terrible, they never used them, but they did film it. Did you get and, them to go and to live? Jimmy Tarbuck get... and, and uh, Jimmy Tarbuck and Anita Harris were cut out as well. But... <laughs> 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 so, so post Johnny Winter, you become a regular at going to gigs. Were yeah, you, yeah. So yeah, where, where, uh, where, yeah. There was a. Uh, uh, I saw. Sort of, I mean, uh, uh, incredibly. So we're talking into nineteen seventy. I'm thirteen, and seventy seventy one. I saw some big. I saw the band at the Albert Hall. Uh, my mate Tom was really the leader there. He always knew a lot more than anyone, and he had an elder brother who was very hip. My brother liked heavy, you know. So I saw. Um, for instance, saw Black Sabbath um, during the three-day week, and when you had to get your newspaper to see if Knightsbridge had power like candles, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you got the paper. I don't remember the evening news, and it told you what boroughs would be cut when. You know, so oh, you think, God. okay. Yeah. We looked, and Knightsbridge was in the clear. So off we went to the Albert Hall, and Sabbath came on, and boom, boom, out went the lights. About two songs in, <laughs> and everyone booed, and the Albert Hall was in complete darkness. Uh, uh, anyone who, and this is not a false memory, uh, Sabbath went off and everyone was booing and not knowing what to do in those days before emergency lighting or stewards would have taken you out. And everyone sat there slow hand clapping and slow hand clappers disappeared. Nobody does. At football matches, nobody does a slow hand clap anymore. No, you that's know, true. It used to be a very, very, very powerful thing for my audience, the slow hand yeah. clap. So we're all doing that. And then uh, emerging from the back of the stage came Black Sabbath holding hurricane lamps, I am not joking here, right, and roadies with torches, and they all sat on the edge of the stage, again going back to uh, Anita Harris, they sat on the edge of the stage and cupping his hands around his mouth, uh, he said, we're going to do what we can, and they played with acoustic guitars, right, and just a uh, 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 billboard banging on the stage. It was, it was lovely, it was like community singing, and we were quite high up. But about 20 minutes into that, the lights came back on big cheer and they carried on. Now, that is not a false memory. I think I'm one of the few people who saw Black Sabbath unplugged. 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 No. Acoustic unplugged. set in the middle. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, were you at... The lights went out, the Albert Horn Sabbath was on. So, uh, yeah, I used to go to see lots talk, of groups. Talking of uh, legendary nights, you weren't, at, you weren't at Frank Zappa at the Rainbow, were you, where he went off the Famously, stage. again, I, I, I had tickets for that. Uh, <laughs> and there were two shows. There was an early show and a late show. 
and we uh, made out, and it was a long way to go from uh, Bermondsey over to Highbury, and it was a changing trains, and it was a real bugger. And anyway, but so there were two shows, and nobody wanted tickets for the first show. Why would you? And we, um, some of my mates got it, uh, and again, me and Tom and a few others, we had the late show, and I adored that lineup of the band. It's not aged well, but I love that version of the Mothers with um, you know Fillmore album and just yeah, another yeah. band from LA, and uh, and I've thrilled it was it was about this time of year i think anyway um yes it was. When, it was when we got out the station we um saw the crowds flooding towards us and saying it's cancelled it's not on and we were like, oh yeah yeah and people were going turn back is not playing and it became kind of uniform we thought well, this is a pretty well organized practical joke if it is one and uh when we got to the thing that everyone was out so saying no he, he's been uh injured he got threw off the stage people were because they saw it uh and there was a chalkboard on an easel or certainly and it said uh second show cancelled cochise are playing if you want to come in how many people walked in so oh, well yeah you can see cochise because they were label mates on united artists uh and Zappa never forgave this country, did he? He for, didn't. For that guy. Right. And I mean, don't blame him, really. Because he was in hospital a long time. He, he broke was. legs. He just, was. Uh, broke uh, ribs, uh, didn't he? And that was just after all that stuff at the Albert Hall where he had to go to court and they wouldn't let him yeah, play. Yeah, yeah. He, he was just, he just after yeah. the fire in Montreux as well. It was. Of course. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. escaped with their lives from that. Yeah. Yeah. Two years two years in bed, Zappa, after that, because uh, the yeah. irate boyfriend, people who don't know, I'm sure you all do, an irate boyfriend <laughs> ran on to the stage. It's actually, strangely, they released a box set about two months ago, Zappa 71, because he, he recorded all his concerts, didn't he? And it's every gig... He played in 1971 on this huge box yeah. set. And the rainbow is on there. And at the end of it, you can hear it happen. Oh, no. It, oh, it's, really, it's, actually, it's, it's actually quite chilling. I bet it, it is. It's, he's standing there saying, thank you very much. Uh, love you, London. You know, all of this. We're, uh, we'll see you all another time. And then the audience is still sort of going, more, more, more. And you hear that noise. You know when um, uh, guitarists just unplug it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. You hear a bit of that. And then you hear a really loud noise and the audience just stop. And that's where the recording fades out. And it's right at the end of it. And it actually is real goosebumps. That's you amazing. Kind of, huh. yeah, he fell onto concrete, didn't he? Oh, God. It's an, an 11 feet about. into the orchestra pit, yeah. On his, it broke his pelvis, his leg. His, uh, oh. When I interviewed Zappa, I said, I, I told him that story. I said, uh, you know, I said, no, I had tickets. And as I was making my way to it, well, halfway through the story, I could see his face was like, Thanks for reminding me of that. You yeah, know, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a dramatic it. memory. And there was a ball with Cochise written on it, and his face, he was, it was like, okay, thank, yeah, well, that's a great memory for me. Thanks. Thanks for reminding <laughs> yeah, yeah. me of that. <laughs> so have you, have you ever had, uh, you know, in your uh, in your live performing experience, because you, you've taken to live performing in the last, what, seven or eight well, years? Since the 60s, very briefly, I'm supposed to promote the first book uh, at an event of theatre over in the King's Road. Uh, and they said, you know, you can buy a ticket for 20 quid and you get the book as well and all of that, like they do. And it sold out really quickly. And uh, you might have some sympathy here. And so I thought, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, sure, I'll do that. Never had the slightest wish to do anything like that. As you know, I've written for every comedian. Never wanted to walk out on a stage and do it. Uh, didn't think I had the chops or just had no, no, no desire. Anyway, I went and did this thing. And this is where you all sympathise. And this 
person who was interviewing me, a man, asked me a question. I stood up and sat down 90 minutes later. <laughs> 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 it, went, it went really well. That's good. Uh, and they said, would you do more of these? And that one day became five, 10, 20. And we did nearly 50 something on that first tour. Suddenly I'm touring. And, you know, um, and by the end of that first show, though, which was three hours, over three hours long, I hadn't left school in the narrative. Of yeah. That. I was still leaving school. Because the, the first one, this is Cradle to, to, to the Stage. That was kind of early years. And then there was Good Time Charlie's Back, which was Good Time Charlie's Back, which was going in so the end of the So what are you doing? Left. The new one is at last the Sausage Sandwich Tour. So I, what I, kind I, of period of your life are you, are you dealing it, with? It, it kind of picks up, because the last one is when I go yeah. into radio. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Right, which was, I've been doing telly nearly 10 years before I started yeah. writing. The last one ended on that. And I kind of teased, this is before COVID and all that. And at the end of it, because I had the screen with photos behind me, although sometimes we use them, sometimes we don't. And I said, Nat, uh, taking this job in radio, the 60 quid at GLR, uh, and I'd never done radio before. Uh, I said, so I said, yeah, okay, because I was skinned and I, I would do that. I said, that led on to things like this. And there was a photo of me in the Stones, led on to things like this, and really teased the audience, you know, and said, but, uh, you know, when we meet again, we'll bring it up to date. Although they never, they're not chronological, and they're mainly about my old man. They mainly, <laughs> it's like having this conversation. He now, is the stars. Right? <laughs> he just and Nita Harris and all that. I was talking about him yesterday, funny enough, uh, to uh, a, a, a fellow I was selling some records to. He, um, uh, and that is still happening, everyone. The great auction is coming, and we've got to move. Anyway, he um, uh, uh, and he's talking because he's from the same part of the world, and he and he uh, and we got onto a, and this also will be in the third one, the um, uh, last mile man's last months, which sounds very uh, he was very very stoic to say the least. And I've got a recording of him I found that I'm going to play him, but uh, I only reminded this yesterday when he he came round once and he looked really yellow. The old man, he used to come around and walk the dog. He was really yellow. And I said, Dad, I said, you're yellow. And he said, oh, no, I don't feel rough. And I said, but you're yellow. But no, George down the butcher's said it, right? So I said, oh, yeah, well, that's all. I said, have you been a doctor? He went, no, no, no. Well, I ain't, I'm all right. It's a flu or something. He said, I might have a bit of jaundice. Or he wouldn't go to doctors, my old man. Never would. Always robust. But he'd never go to doctors. 
And he said, and when he come back, I said, you feel, he said, no, I'm not. Well, I said, well, go a doctor's dad. I said, he used to have a doctor years ago, but only because he was a great tipster, right? He used to go and see, he used to go and see Dr. Barry. And the he, doctor he, was he, a tipster. He was a terrific tipster. And he's also very handy at all the claims me old man had in the dock. He could give him a <laughs> bottle of brandy and he'd say, yeah, he broke his leg because that, that <laughs> his break on. But anyway, that, 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 this is all in the shows. Yeah. So, and it's absolutely true. And it's only when I was telling it yesterday. So he said, I'll call it the Knoxes on the way back. I won't go doctor. I'll call it. The... Now, Knoxes was the undertakers right around our way. Right. Old man Knox was the undertaker. I said, I thought he was being, his humour was turning typically dark there. I said, oh, don't say that, Dad. He went, no, I'll go in there because I'll ask him about it. I said, he's not a doctor, Dad. He went, no, but he's in that line, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> What does that mean? He's in that line. Because he was a friend of his from the pub and the betting shop. and He's, he's got a tube of germaline. He's seen a lot of very ill people, to be honest. <laughs> but I love, he's in that line, isn't he? That, yeah, that, yeah. Anyway, but that was the first indications he was on his way out. But he wouldn't have made a, a good old person, the old man, even though he was 78 when he died. But he was never quite like that. So do, do you, you ever do, do any do, greatest can, hits? Because yeah, you could, on. you know, I, I kind of think you've got these stories that you've done, and, and you know, things like you know the the pith helmet full of Savalons. Oh well, like, yeah. there are stories that people just right. want to be like glad being in a band. They just want to well, hear those old stories. That's that's it's strange you should say that because I'm doing the um, first two tours for two nights in January in Blackheath uh, because I'm walking from the gig. I can walk home from. Why not? So I'm doing. Uh, good time Charlie's back and cried at the stage again, although I've got to remember them. They are nearly four hours. Yeah. So we're doing them in the end of January. And then we've got this new one. So that's like 12 hours of material here. And uh, I've always said, this is it. That's it. And I mean that now, you know, can't keep kicking my legs up. It's about time we had that life had its third act and all that, uh, which is why the exodus of even the vinyl. I'll tell you a strange about the vinyl. So I went over, he's a mate of mine. I said, I'd get, put some good pieces his way. And I did. But I didn't want to go through the racks while I was in there. About that, it's left. Oh, it's, it's gone. It's just gone. gone. He yeah. said, "Do you want to go and look through stuff?" And I said, "No, I have absolutely no interest in stuff." You're, anyway. no, you're no longer shackled to the lunatic. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's the phrase. On your back, unchained from it. And I really didn't. So, but the point is, uh, he said, "Is this your last one?" I said, "Yeah." And he said pretty much what you said there because he's seen the show at the Shepherd's Bush Empire and places. And he said, "I'd love to hear some of them again." So I might. Don't run away. I might give it 18 months and then do one last thing called any last requests. And yeah. literally, someone said, tell the story of me, old man with a funeral. I might do any last requests. That's a good really, idea. You should, That's a you really should have a wheel, of, a wheel yeah. of fortune like yes, Elvis Costello had. Pith the Savile I've got no... Um, uh, it always sounds... You know, people always say, oh, yeah, come on. When you say there's no form to it and no script. Anyone who's seen the nights, no, there isn't, which is why they spread and they stretch and all of that. Uh, uh, but equally, I don't do any any preparation either, which always frightens the life out of everyone involved. <laughs> Uh, the very first night we did it, even Wendy, my, wife, my agent, said, are you are you not going to make any notes or anything? And I said, well, I've got the photos. It's like radio. I'm going to walk out there. I better, I better have something to say, hadn't But I? when you did radio, I remember I, I used to be on the old radio programme with you, and I was always very impressed by the amount of CDs you took in to yeah. do the programme because you thought, it's got to be there. If I feel like playing it, <laughs> yeah. it has You'll to be it. there. could go in that yeah. direction. It, 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 what... what eventually thank god got uh recognized or certainly labeled a style it was no style at all it's because they paid so little money at glr 
they couldn't wield any corporate muscle. So from the beginning, I'd, and of course, I'd never listened to radio. I didn't know. I'd never, I'd, I'd never listened to Peel or Kenny Everett or anyone. Two-way family favourites in our house. Otherwise, we played records. Um, and, and I thought you just went in with a big box of records and made a show up. Yeah. And that became kind of, oh. Well, you did. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much it. But it don't work for everyone. I mean, you know, God knows. It's, uh, I wish I could be more organised. And, uh, and someone like Chris Evans or even Chris Morris had to know exactly what was coming next. Well, fortunately, I stumbled into that style, which has now lapsed over into the shows. Because if I walk out there and something has happened earlier on that day or a, a thought occurs, then away you go. And I hope, I mean, I've, I've, let's not be coy here, it's, it's gelled into a really terrifically satisfying thing amongst and, all these... and substantial too isn't it i mean the last ones were a comparison to ken Dodd and bruce Springsteen in terms of the length they, 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 they i hope they justify it. god knows i've seen hour-long shows that make you look at your watch but uh nobody <laughs> leaves they are they are you know say i hope everything earns its place it's just the sheer i mean i am 66 next and just before we recorded this i was up these other two dates I mean, 60-something dates already, and uh, I won't say where, but I'd say no, because I can't do the 19th, 20th, 21st, 22nd, and 23rd consecutively. No. Uh, no you can't. Um, you can't. Uh, no, you've really, you've really got to watch out, because otherwise you go like Tommy Cooper. You know? that's yeah, 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 yeah. You know? yeah. And you have to factor that in. But yeah. that said, the ham in me is so strong. I was going to say, you love it, though, Danny. I mean, oh, I sure. do love it. When you I'd, get, I'd like, I'd, go on stage and they, you, you know, you get that opening kind of applause. You, 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 I, 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 yes, I, it, I, I absolutely love it. But uh, I also don't. I, I like the the lifestyle in a different way from other comics who try to book into cheaper places to save money. I don't. Me and the people I travel with, we stay in very nice. Oh, you you sit around blazing fires with fine we, wine. We, we do, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's the yeah. thing. And of course, I carry on. You can imagine, I carry on about another hour and a half after. <laughs> Absolutely. That and I know you always said that you used to do it in the van that. on the way up. You'd be driving up to the gig, and you'd still be, you'd be singing, and you'd be just be on some riff. I, 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 I can't believe I, it. I, I do enjoy it, but I. I in a in a career that I always insist we call uneven, I know when there's good work, and these these are good work. There are a lot of a, a tremendous amount of fun. And, so you're, uh, you're starting at Blackheath in, in as you said in uh, in January, and then I've the dates I've got that in front of me goes through to the end of March. It, no, no, mine it's goes. May, goes isn't it? It, it oh, goes, I thought it was it goes, five, it, nine dates. I ran out of paper June, when I was yeah. printing out. <laughs> It, no, it, I think we just added Scotland, Aberdeen and Glasgow and Edinburgh. I think, the thing is, people used to say, oh, he's, Scotland. he's a, a Londoner. Yeah, I've done them before. I mean, um, oh, right. think, oh, he's London. The dates are literally from Aberdeen down to the Isle of Wight. Uh, da, uh, if you go dannybakerstore.com, oh, they're all there and you can buy the tickets there. Yeah. But people always think, oh, well, it's, you know, he's a Southern. It's ridiculous. I mean, I don't know why people say that. It's like saying, oh, Billy Connolly, not that I'm comparing myself with Billy no. Connolly, but he couldn't travel outside of Glasgow or, you know, Peter Kay's a Northern comedian. It don't work like that. There's some universals that are, are kicking into play during that. But, yeah, um, Aberdeen, Glasgow and uh, Edinburgh, we did last time, just fantastic. Newcastle's virtually gone as a, as a date. It's a uh, first time in Middlesbrough and things like that. Oh, well, so Danny Baker will be down your way starting in the new year. Uh, the, uh, hat tip to Franklin Engelman there for the uh, that's one for the teenagers. Uh, and uh, we we can't let you go without just mentioning the latest that you know on the on the the situation that's concerning the nation, which is: Are you really letting go of all your records? Well, as I hinted at a few times there, and I said uh, a few pieces I took up to a friend of mine who runs a record shop yesterday. Yes, they're all. Yes, they are. 
um, uh, as you use the phrase, unchained from a lunatic, something happened on my 65th birthday. No, don't, you know, Damascene moment, but um, I, 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 I'm not feeling it no more, as Van Morrison once saying. I, I, yeah. They're all here. We're moving, I mean, you know, we live in this... Chewing gum's lost its flavour. There is that. Yeah. And, and, and also, as I say, I've always thought life should have a third act. I often say that, and it's about time. I mean, God knows, you know, you have to realise in 15 years you're 80, as yeah. I am. Yeah. Uh, and people say, oh, but it gives you great comfort, the records. It, it, it's too many. I've got 14,000 albums, you know, um, and God knows how many singles. Uh, and it's a, it, uh, we're moving somewhere else. I'm not going to take all them with us. I don't know what I... Uh, they're great. They're beautiful. But the decades and decades I've had of walking around with friends of mine in my record room, getting in the, go- getting in the golf buggy and driving down the road. <laughs> uh, I've done all that. How many times do I actually go now and take down albums and play them? I'll keep a rump and I'm in about 150. Yeah, there must be some you couldn't bear to say. Oh, we shall all be interested to hit yeah. learn what are the 150 that you hang yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Number one will be Graham Nash's Songs for Beginners. That'll be yeah, taken down. Right. Um, that, 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 but uh, there, there's some that's worth a great deal of money and there's some that are not. Um, most of them are. But the ones that I'm going to keep, you know, things like Loggins and Messina's first two albums, uh, <laughs> stuff like that. I know. You're the last defender of Loggins and Messina. Out of 14,000 albums, that's where the first It is. Oh, they're beautiful album. Album. They're, they're live album, which is, I know it's yeah. not born or that, but it's, I, Loggins and Messina's live album, um, uh, I think it's just called Live, uh, their double live album that came out in 73, Another time, gentlemen, we'll get into this. I own Barbara Streisand's copy of that. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. I own, I was, in, I, was quickly, I was in Florida. I want to know how that happened. I went into a thrift shop in Florida. Well, not a thrift shop I'm talking about. There, there's a, a, a memorabilia shop within the Disney grounds in Florida. And they occasionally do um, a, a Ben Hecht's copy of the, the, the front page. Uh, anyway, all, yeah, I know. And... Uh, and there was Barbara Streisand's record with a provenance letter. They picked him up. You know, this was in the late 80s, so I suppose when CDs were coming in, like you know, she got rid of a load of her records. None of them were notable. None of them are signed by Barbara Streisand, but it's a very reputable shop. And I went through them, and there it is, this copy of Loggins and Messina. I thought, I'll have that. And even though there's no provenance. <laughs> it's a story to I know. tell, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> they were a very MOR bunch of records and that. Um, I wish... I'd bought, because it was there, her own copy of Stony End. Oh. Yeah. That's a good record. It's a great record. But I bought Loggins and Seen the double live album, and, and people are just going to have to believe me when I make <laughs> the outrageous claim oh, that this well. once was on Barbara Streisand's turntable. Well, we'll look forward to learning yeah. one of the 150 that you uh, you've yeah, we'll do one of these. We'll do one of these. We'll do one of these on that very subject. Danny, it's been yeah. lovely to talk to you. Always, gentlemen. And, uh, you know, as we always used to say on Whistle Test, good luck with the tour. Good luck with the tour. <laughs> come back and tell us all about it. There's a warm cushion on the settee. You'll come around, won't you? Uh, let me, let so, me get into, let me get into my dressing gown and put my muffler on, and I'll <laughs> welcome you in. Pretty full of champagne, that sort of thing. This podcast was brought to you by The Word. Hold up. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.